Amen. As I greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Are you happy to be in the service of the Lord this morning? Uh, we appreciate the Lord for everything. Amen. I think Brother Mpanyana says Sister Mrs. Zerowa. Is she here? If she can just raise her hand. Uh, we welcome you, Mama. She, she's just visiting. Amen. God bless you richly. We as well traveled very well to Limpopo. Uh, we appreciate the prayers and the messages of support. Amen. Now, we are just going to go to the wait this morning. God bless you, musicians. Amen. I hope you are blessed on Wednesday. Amen. Watch, therefore. Amen. Mm. Yesterday I had time with Pentecostal pastors and we're just talking about the ministry in total. Uh, showing them what the fivefold ministry is, so they were they were very 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 much impressed with how it was put across. Amen. Then I realized that uh, following a prophet makes you clever. Uh, amen. <laughs> I'd have got no better way of putting it. Uh, I really sounded very clever. And they as well said, uh, one said, hey, the way you are talking, we want your numbers. Uh, we, I was not preaching, we were fellowshipping. They were the ones preaching. They were preaching to the people, me, I was fellowshipping with them. Now another one said, no, the way you are talking, I want you to come and preach to my church. I said, no, definitely, I will come. Amen. Amen. He says, I, I have never seen it the way you are explaining it. It's the first time I see it that, that way. I say, yeah, that's, that's a Malachi 4 flavor. Amen. 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 So this message is a treasure, folks. It is a tre- Pentecostal would want to be like us. Naive message believers want to be like Pentecostals. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, you, somebody is looking up to you. You want to be like them. How foolish can it be? Amen. So we appreciate the Lord. Let's uh, just go to the reading of the word. Uh, one thing that I love about this church is the ability to embrace God despite the veil that he uses. Amen. That's uh, in certain churches only this one can preach, that one cannot preach, but here I've realized that people love the way not the people. Amen. Keep it that way. Amen. Let's read 
in the book of Amos 3, verse 7. The book of Amos 3, verse 7. I don't know whether Brother Fanny or Brother Mandla, can I just have a quick wait with you on something? Amen. Amen. Uh, no, no, this is some. I need a book of arms. Almost got shocked that uh, am I mixing up my wires already? Amen. All right. Uh, there we go. Let's read it together. Amen. Surely the Lord God will do nothing. Surely the Lord God will do nothing. Folks, I want that to sing. He will do nothing. Yeah. But he revealeth his secret unto his servants, the prophets. So, if you find someone saying God is doing something, but it is not within the prophetic zone, that is not God. Because God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret unto his servants, the prophets. And Already it gets me excited because Brother Brenham says, when you receive the gift of God, it becomes a golden age to you. Uh, are you with me, message people? When you receive the gift of God, it becomes a golden age to you. If you want to know what a golden age Revisit during the time of Solomon. No war. It was plenty. No scarcity. Are we together? I, I want this is just regarded as an appetizer. You most of you love German cars. Drive beautiful German cars. Uh, Germany is known to be advanced in technology. And your prophet comes, he says, the gospel and civilization always went parallel to each other. Germany, because of Martin Luther, look at how they became blessed. England, because of Wesley, look how they were blessed. America, because of the restoration of the gifts, look how they were blessed. So, William Brenham is the prophet of God in the end time. He may be rejected by all other continents, 
But here on this continent, we're going to embrace it. If I was to be preaching to the United or to the African Union, I was going to tell African leaders that you can try to come up with the best program to eradicate poverty, disease, and also it will not work. The only thing that can work is the message of William Brenner. I believe that you sang a song, Africa shall be saved. And Brother Bram said, only if I can get this message to that continent, I believe they will receive it. Allow me to be fanatical. When Herod wanted to kill Jesus, they took Jesus and hid him in Egypt. Now, they want to kill the Jesus of today, which is the message of the hour. And I say, we as Africans, we are ready to hide the message again in our hearts. Amen. You can see I'm already excited. Malachi 4, 5 and 6. found, you can say amen. amen. Written this manner, behold, 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 I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Amen. There's got to be a relationship between the I and you. You've got to identify who's the I and who's the you. Some people that were not you, they want to poke their nose in matters that do not involve them. When they say, I will send you, I personally replace that you with Wichimelo Madiba, my name, personally. God will send me Elijah the prophet. If my brother, if my neighbor, if somebody says, no, it's not for me, uh, I can understand because this was addressed to me. You can say it was addressed to you. Amen. If the letter is addressed to you and somebody says, that letter that you receive is a bunch of nonsense, are you going to try to make them understand the contents of the letter? Or are you going to say, maybe you were not the addressee that is specified on the letter, but I as an addressee appreciate the contents of the letter. The message, the God does not shoot randomly. When he shoots, he's got target. This message has got a target. There are people that will receive this message, predestinated by God to receive the message. Amen. Even if God has got to raise the stones to testify, he shall do so. Verse 6. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children. And the heart of the children to their fathers. And the heart of the children to their fathers. We look at what the fathers did. 
And we as children, we want to do exactly how the fathers did. We want to know what baptism did they preach on? What manner of dressing did they dress? How did they operate the gifts in the church? What was the pattern during the time of the fathers? And we want to replicate exactly in the end time. But the link between the children and the fathers, which are the apostolic fathers, will be Elijah. Least I come and smite the earth with a kiss. Amen. Second well, Corinthians chapter eleven from verse two. Second Corinthians. 11 is the chapter, and the verse is 2. For I am jealousy over you with godly jealousy. For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. How many people in the building ever had a godly jealousy over somebody? Godly jealousy it means you have watched them. It's more... I believe all the mothers have got godly jealousy about their daughters. I think even fathers would have that you have tried to build this young girl, capacitated this young girl, and you don't want her to be taken by a Tommy Rod. Amen. A rascal. You want because she's a woman of substance she's got to attract somebody who's her equal in terms of the moral fortitude. Isn't it so, folks? And sometimes when somebody, uh, if a young girl has been well-raised with good value system and gets taken by a rascal, it, it makes our heart bleed. That what did he, she see in this boy? As Brother Brum told one sister, and say, what did you see in that boy? He says, no, his feet smells nice. Brother Brum was say, what a bunch of nonsense is that? Amen. That's why sometimes when we say, you young girls don't get married outside the message cycles, it's not because we are jealous of you, it's because we've got a godly jealousy. Amen. You, you, you want to get married to somebody that you don't know who they come from. You don't know even their sexual history. How many people they got involved in. You were in church for the rest of your life. You get married to somebody that you've got no idea where they've been there. Come on, I'm trying to instill some sense of sobriety. That you should be able to weigh matters. Amen. For I have espoused you to one husband. For I have espoused you to one husband. That I may present you as a chaste vision to Christ. This Paul speaking. Continue. But I fear. But I fear. Listed by any means. 
as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. If somebody says your mind may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ, it means somebody will bring the complexities that shouldn't have been there. Are you beginning to see complexities in our time? Verse 4. For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus... There will be another Jesus. Paul knew about it. Whom we have not preached. Or if he receive another spirit. Which he have not received. There is a danger. There will be another Jesus other than the Jesus that was preached. There will be another spirit other than the spirit that was received. Furthermore, or another gospel which he have not accepted, he might well bear with him. That means you will enjoy it. Another Jesus needs another spirit to bring a new gospel. But you must be connected back to the original Jesus. Have the original spirit. Have the original gospel. So that you can know another gospel. Another Jesus. Another spirit. 1 Corinthians 14. Don't worry. You'll be sitting almost an hour or so. I said it's 1 Corinthians 14, verse 8. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 8. For if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, Who shall prepare himself to the battle? That's the question. It has to be a certain sound so that the people are well prepared for the battle. Shall we bow our heads? Gracious Heavenly Father, we appreciate this moment. It is a privileged moment that we, that were once not considered to be part of the kingdom of God, today we can stand and hear the oracles of the living God. Dear God, we appreciate this moment. We don't want to take it for granted in any way. I pray for every man and woman in the building. Be gracious to them. I commit myself as well to you. Be gracious to me as we commit everything to you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen. While you take your seats, Amen.
Now, just a couple of minutes, we just want to speak on knowing that quite a lot of people are traveling, uh, we just need God to grant them the traveling mercy, amen, until we are reunited. Now, sometimes you, sometimes you have the message or a sermon and you wonder what am I going to title this sermon. And there are times when you've got the sermon title and you are looking for the body so that the head can have the body. Amen. So even now I had lots of quotations, lots of thoughts, uh, seeing quite a lot of things, and I said, what, what can I call this? And maybe to understand what triggered the thought so that you would understand why I would title it in the manner that I would want to title it. The, the other time I had my uh, Samsung Phone. Amen. And sometimes it starts by being Samsung, then it becomes something. Something that means it looks it loses its functionality. Amen. So my phone was beginning to become something, not Samsung anymore. Now so it would be frozen. I would battle to receive a call or make a call or what, whatever. Now, I said, how, how do you fix this? Now, the logical thing is you take out a battery, then you reinsert the battery, because you are trying to reboot it so that somewhat it can, it can get to working again. Now, after I did that the other time, then it still it was quite a battle. Now, then I said, what else can we do? Then there's somewhere where I'm going. Then I said, let me go to what they call factory settings restore. Now, when I'm going to factory settings restore, then it asked me a question that some apps, applications that you have installed are going to be deleted. Your contacts are going to be erased. Now, I'm looking at this phone that has got contacts, that have got apps that I love. Now, uh, it says if I do a factory setting, it would delete all that. But because... It, 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 was, it was a good phone, lookable phone. I still wanted it to work, and I could not dispose it. So I said, okay, fine. When I looked at the value of the contacts versus me continuing to use the phone, I said, our contacts, the will phone again will make a blend. Applications, I can look for others, I can reinstall. Uh, this, I'm going to press factory settings. And I pressed the factory settings, and it erased everything, and my phone was back to working perfectly. 
Uh, we together. Then I realized then it it somewhat played in my mind that okay it seems it looks like even in the message while we are on the journey we pick up certain apps hallelujah certain ways of doing things certain ways of looking at things and and we pick up certain contacts people that we know who do certain things but the there's a need sometimes to press factory settings. Factory settings, that means you want the handset to be exactly the way it was given to you by the manufacturer before you edit your own things. Because the app does not come from a manufacturer, it comes from a developer. But the handset comes from the manufacturer. Are you still with me? And if I use it analogically, you would know that this message, it is the handset that we receive from the manufacturer. But over time, we as people and we as ministers, we have put our own apps. Hallelujah. And we have put certain camps, certain contacts. But when it is no longer functioning the way it's supposed to function, what must we do? We must press restore factory settings. And I believe that there is a need in the message cycles to restore factory settings. What is the factory settings? Let's take it back to the way that Malachi 4 gave it out to the bride. It's going to be painful because we have to delete certain apps. It will have to be painful because some, con- some contacts might go missing. Hallelujah. But the beauty about it is that you will have back a handset that is working perfectly. Hallelujah. And I'm saying, Lighthouse Tabernacle, I dare you restore the factory settings. Let the message, the way it was sent by the messenger, preserve it in that manner. Don't update it, don't improve it, leave it that way. It will work anytime it has worked during that time. It will work even today. Does it make sense, folks? Do we all agree that there were some additional apps that were added? Amen. Uh, Bring the scripture, brother. I listened to brother Philip Mafagaza speaking about the essence of virginity. Just that rattles people in the end time. Because what has become, what was abnormal has become normal. Sex before marriage is a sin. Amen. Amen. You don't hear those things anymore. All the time as you agree with me, sex before marriage is a sin. I don't care whether you call it dating. Dating in any other way is still what it is. It's an abomination. I'm trying to restore factory settings here. Amen. Having more than one wife is insanity. <laughs> 
Now it's insanity. Amen. It's the, the quickest way to be poor. Amen. We want to see a, a poor man, find a man that has got many wives. He is on his way to poverty. Amen. I mean, with these economic conditions, what are you going to do with two wives? I'm not even going to go to the scripture. I'm just saying it's not making sense. It's absolutely ridiculous. At least with one wife, at least she can be very considerate and say, ah, this one we can do without. But two, they will be competing because if you do this for this one, they think that, ah, if you don't do it, that means you did it for the other one. Come on, folks. Polygamy is just insanity. Amen. Amen. And if we restore the factory settings, you see, we're going to have good young men. Good men that can be loyal to one wife. Young women that can wait until they are married. Not hug boys, not kiss boys, until the pastor says, I pronounce you husband and wife. Sometimes we will check what we produce versus what it was promised. Then we must check whether indeed are we following the manual book. Amen. Bring Second Corinthians 11, verse 2, 4. Amen. Our young people here, they agree with me that sex before sin is a sin. Sex before marriage is a sin. Can I get an amen from my young people? Yes, I'm rattling Satan. I know he's rattled, and I prefer him rattled. We want to know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Amen. Even young men must know that... As much as virginity is required from young women, it is required from young men. Because it takes a corrupt man to have a corrupt woman. Amen. We cannot be one-dimensional. We've got to deal with both sides. Amen. Are you still with me? For I am jealousy over you. We, you, uh, we can read together. For I am jealousy over you with godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste vision to Christ. But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not received, and if ye receive another spirit, which you have not received, or another gospel, which you have not accepted, you might, might well bear with him. Paul was worried that we might bear with anyone 
that cometh to preach another Jesus, that preaches another spirit and brings another gospel. He says, I fear you might bear with him. Are we together? What I want to speak on, I want to speak on the message of the hour. That's what I want to speak on this morning. Amen. The message of the hour. Um, Sometime you can presume that people know something and you deem it that it is very simple or given that one should know it, but later you may discover that actually somebody has got no idea of what you are talking about. Or even you that have got uh, teachers, you teach a student something, you take it for, advant- uh, for granted that they have understood come the exam time, it's a total different thing. So there is one in academic circles they would have what they call revision. Revision that simply say they want to remind the students what they have already been taught so that they are prepared for the examination that may be around the corner. Amen. Amen. Now, I don't know if 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 I was to go around this place and say, what is the message of the hour? I don't know what we might have different answers to that as to what the message of the hour is. The reason and it's not only the clergy that may struggle with it, even ministers may struggle with answering clearly as to what is the message of the hour. Some believe that you have the Bible, you have the message, the message takes you back to the Bible. Are you with me? And they would say, yes, you've got the message, but you have to listen more to the Bible because the Bible assumes supremacy over the message. Then they would say, this is not, the message is not the absolute the Bible is the absolute. All these things. If, if you are not careful of that, you're going to get carried away and bring an ism in the message. And I, I would want to say to this church, where I'm sitting... Subjected to correction, if you are most welcome, you can come and see. We've got the Bible, and we've got the message. To me, it is not two things. It is one thing. 
What do I mean? I've had my Bible for as long as I can remember. I think we as a family, there was a time where my family were part of the Pentecostal movement where uh, my own mother, we moved from tent to tent. We knew all Pentecostal ministers and they read the Bible. However, them reading the Bible never made me understand the Bible. I, I could, no, no one ever took the book of Genesis and explained to me what it is. No one ever took the book of Revelation and explained to me what it was. Are you with me? Then when I received the message, I realized that I'm not receiving the new thing. I'm receiving the same Bible that I've always had, but now in a revealed form. Are you with me, people? So that means I always had a Bible, but it was closed. But later God sent the prophet with the message, and the message opened the Bible. And the message, it is not an additional thing. And if you were to ask me, I will tell you that the message in the Bible is one thing, and it is an absolute. Are you still with me? And let's deal with the messenger because you cannot have the message without a messenger. That means if there is a message of the hour, there's got to be a messenger of the hour. And there's got to be a believer of the hour. Hallelujah. So it is the God of the hour that sends the messenger of the hour with the message of the hour to a believer of the hour. (laughs) Hallelujah. Don't miss it there. It has to be God of the hour. Why? It's because God cannot give you what he was doing during the time of Moses. The message, no, it's not saying we need to go and build the ark. No, if you build the ark, we'll say you have lost your mind. That was the Noah's message. This is a message, yes, it is the ark, but another form of ark. And a different way of entering that ark. Are we together? The message of Isaiah can never help you. But the message of Isaiah was a build-up to your message. Because your message is a summation of all messages. It is to tie the loose ends. Are we together? Now, Brother Brenham, we, we have had great preachers in our time. Absolutely the likes of Bill Sunday. Um, the likes of just think, trying to run a few names that you may not be familiar with. Um, there's quite a few. Ziklek. There's another name. They are escaping my memory. Tommy Osborne. I'm deliberately avoiding Bill Graham and Oral Roberts for a reason. So there were many ministers in our time, especially during the time of Brother Brenham, people like Norman Vincent Pace, articulate teachers that were around when Brother Brenham was around. 
wrote books that have gone to be blockbusters uh, that, that, that are there, still available. Some of them are out of print. Some have got to go for reprint. Men that were very, very influential. Now, what I'm trying to say is when you go on Wikipedia, and I would advise the students never to use Wikipedia as a reference point. Wikipedia is like when you write an assignment and you quote Facebook, your lecturer will throw it out of the book, out of the window. Wikipedia is something that you can go, I can go and update something on Wikipedia now, and some ignorant person across the sea may use it as a as a as a absolute that yeah, according to Wikipedia. Wikipedia is just a generation of different ideas from different people to describe different things and they've put it on one portal. So it's a, it's even in academic cycles it's not acceptable to quote Wikipedia. But I will quote Wikipedia here and demonstrate the ignorance of it. When you go to it they will say we punch William Brenham. Who is William Brenham? They will say William Brenham was a was an American minister uh, who was influential during the latter rain movement. That's what Wikipedia would put William Brenham as an American minister. The reason it is put that way is because the secular or, or the, the lazy world deem him to be an American evangelist or American minister. But to the bride, we've got to say Brother Brenham was not just an American minister, was not an, just an American evangelist. He was somebody that was cut from the same cloth where Moses was cut from. If you regard the book of Exodus or the four first books of the Bible as absolute, that means you've got to regard the message of William Brenham as an absolute. Moses, during the first Exodus, he wrote the four books. Paul comes in the second Exodus, he wrote the majority of the Second Testament. William Brenham comes in the end time to bring, uh, for a lack of a better way, a revelation of what is hidden in the Bible. Are you still with me, people? So, William Brenham is not, is not a person, is not just a minister that we've got a casual relationship with. He was a prophet of God. Maybe the question would be, during the time of Moses, had you taken what Moses was saying casually, what would have happened to you? Remember what says death. Is exactly what you said, my brother. Do we all agree with him that it was death? Now, in our time, when you take casually what William Brenham said, 
what is the result of it? Death. There it was the natural death. Today it is the spiritual death. Are, you, are we together? Why? I'm, I'm saying to you, our relationship with the messenger, it is not casual. It's a matter of life and death. Are you still with me? Now, everybody, last week I spoke about the administration and operations of gifts in the church, which is the acts of the Holy Ghost in the church. And we spoke about a lot of things, putting a few things positionally. Uh, and now, speaking in tongues is not the evidence that you've got the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Divine healing is not the evidence of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Miracles are not the evidence of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But there's got to be an evidence. There's God dancing in the Spirit it is not the evidence that you've got the Holy Ghost. But there's got to be the evidence that you have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And what is the evidence that this woman, this man, has received the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Do you mind if we, I read here? Question and answers in volume 2, paragraph 44. Brother Rumi says, now, Referring to the speaking of tongues, that's no evidence of the Holy Ghost. You can't rely upon that. You cannot rely upon that because Brother Brenham sees a vision of a man speaking in tongue and another one interpreting the tongue. He realizes that the interpreter was living in adultery. And it bothered Brother Brenham that why is it like that? Until the Holy Ghost came to answer him and said, the rain falleth on the just and unjust. Yes. Are you with me, people? Yes. Gift of singing is not the evidence that you've got the Holy Ghost. Homosexuals can outsing you. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. You know what I'm talking about. But God does not accept their worship. You can't rely upon that. You can't rely upon the fruit of the Spirit. Because the first fruit of the Spirit is love. The Christian science exercises more love than anybody I know of. Oh, people, even, even Pentecostal exercise more love sometimes than even message people. The way they love each other, support each other, it's amazing. But that is not the evidence of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Because they've got good programs, support programs, widow programs, all those programs, they, they are quite well-tuned on those programs. But I've seen people that are naive and say, look, Pentecostal God is amongst them, they love each other. It means absolutely nothing. But I says Christian science exercise more love than anybody I know of. But that does not excuse you as message people from supporting one another. Yes. 
I was sharing, I think, with my wife. I said, the gospel, the, uh, the gospel has got two parts. I say, if you, if you preach to a person that you find in the street, and you say, repent and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and they accept that, immediately after they have accepted that and we baptize that, them, then there is part two of the ministry is to say how we can move them from the streets. If it's a drug uh, addict staying with drug dealers, we can baptize him and send him back to them. It is not going to go anyway. Part two is to move, to do a structural reform. Move him out of that environment into a new environment. Are you still with me? Now, he says the Christian signs exercise more love than anybody I know of. They even, and they even deny Jesus Christ being divine. There's only one evidence of the Holy Spirit that I know of. That is a genuine faith in the promised weight of the hour. Amen. Are you here, people? Amen. Which promised weight? Behold, I'll send you Elijah the prophet, and I'll send him with the message. A genuine, a genuine faith in that message. It is the evidence of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. How will we test that it is a genuine faith? That means that message will live itself in that believer. And the living of the message in a believer, it is the evidence of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I hear people not speaking in tongues, not dancing in the spirit. Therefore, therefore, can I carry on with this? It therefore means you cannot claim to have the baptism of the Holy Ghost and deny the message of your day. You rejecting the message of your day, it is the evidence that you've got no Holy Ghost. I'm trying to get to the flip side of it. Are you still with me? In the mouth of two or three witnesses, let the word be established as I bring another quotation to support the previous one. In the message, in the church age book, Brother Brenham says, now, we have been constantly saying that the true evidence of being baptized with the Holy Ghost is for the believer to receive the weight for the age in which he lives. Constantly saying that. The evidence is to, for the believer of the, of the baptism of the Holy Ghost is for the believer to receive the weight for the age in which he lives. That means... You cannot live in the end time and claim to have received the message of Noah and say that is the evidence of the Holy Ghost. Actually, denominationalism is least to live in the delay of another age. Do you know, do you, do you know why Catholicism is not much of a problem to message believers? Is because it is it is it is well past those age. Lutheranism is not a threat 
to message believers. Method or Wesleyanism is not a threat to message believers. The previous age is a threat to the current age. Are you still with me? That means they could have used Joshua, Moses, to reject Joshua. They could have used Jesus to reject Paul. They would have used Brother Brenham or, or the Pentecostals to reject Brother Brenham. That is why the problem with message people is Pentecostalism. And your prophet comes and says, you cannot feed the bride of Jesus Christ Pentecostalism. Because our diet is different. Our diet, we are the eagles, folks. We eat on fresh meat. Hallelujah. We cannot go to a stale meat that was there yesterday. We need the meat of today. And eagle nature is looking for fresh food. Are you still with you? Do we agree that there is a spirit in messy circles that want to pull us back into Pentecostalism? Do you believe that? It's there. You see it. You see it in music. You see it in ministry. You see it in a lot of things. And sometimes the problem could be that even some of the preachers, before they come and preach for you, they would go and listen to Joel Austin first. Or Bishop Newell first. And they want to take that and use it to come and preach to the bride. It will never work. It, uh, folks, it will never work. What will work, it is the message of Malachi 4. And the eagles, whenever they hear the message, they can detect whether it is the message of Malachi 4 or it is just a, a mambo jumbo. And a mambo jumbo will produce a mambo jumbo in the pews. Because what comes from the pulpit has got to produce results in the pews. Are you still with me? The message, Brother Pranam said, when God sent the message, he says the message may be hard, but the predestinated seat will rally around that message. Are we together? And you are beginning to see that people they deem certain things to be hard in the message and say if we can subtract that and subtract that, our churches will be bigger, our ministries will grow bigger. Let me tell you something. This is a season for the eagle. Amen. Are you still with me? Three kinds of believers. Paragraph 185. I preach this message uh, I read this quotation in one of the midweek services. I thought it is critical that I repeat this. Paragraph 185. Brother and, and this message of the hour that we are now enjoying. Young people, we are enjoying this message. The likes of Sister Maria have been around for 35 years plus. They still enjoy the message. You are, we've been around only for one year. You're already tired. You already want us to change certain things to keep you entertained. It will never work. Amen. Hallelujah. And I'm inviting you to go into the presence of the Shekinah glory. 
There is a hidden manna that gets fresh every day. The manna outside will go stay. And some of you, we want, because we are not going to be here forever. We want when we are gone, you testify to our, the children and say, we have been around for long. Don't be a microwave believer. Be seasoned. Amen. Are we still together? And this message of the hour that we are now enjoying. Hallelujah. Either you enjoy or you endure. But we are looking for enjoyment, not endurance. The presence of God, the latter day, the evening time, he's referring to this message. He says, it is the presence of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. How many believe the message is the presence of God? <laughs> Hallelujah. That means you, uh, uh, the evidence that God is present, look at what the message of his day is being preached. If God is present in you, we'll know that the message of the day is present in you. He says, the presence of God, the evening time when the lights are shining, and the things that's being opened up, which are the seals, obviously, and the way to vindicate it and proven to be the truth, both the prophesy comes to pass, and through all scientific and everything, proven that it is, proven that it is, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. This message is Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And a man walk out on that. A man walk out on that. He is an unbeliever. Hallelujah. You cannot leave the message and claim to be a believer. I don't care whether you go to a Pentecostal church. You cannot leave the message and be a believer. Hallelujah. And a man walks out on that. He is an unbeliever. He is beyond hopes. Do you want to see a hopeless person? He, after this message has been proven, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And they walk out on that. He is beyond hopes. He is numbed by the power of Satan. So there is no hope for him. He is beyond hopes. Hallelujah. The message of the hour is the presence of God in the end time. If a man walks out on that, he is beyond hope. I want to explain why when people leave the message I asked one that left I said fair enough you have left and now you are taking the message which church do you now go to? Who is your pastor now? 
what do you believe in now? Then he said, it's none of my business. Okay, then I said, leave me alone and let me believe the message because the message is no longer your business as well. You know why even when they were in the message, they leave the message, they want to attack the message. Their conscience does not allow them to sleep at night. Now, they are rattled in the spirit that we have failed, but others are still holding on. What will satisfy them is that the whole world, there should be not even one message believer. Then they will sleep at night. What condemns them, it is us who are remaining and still living the message of the hour, it brings condemnation to them. There are two types of backsliders. There is a backslider that leaves and say, I failed. I need you to pray for me. And there is a backslider that leaves that claims to have found something better that attacks the thing that we believe in. He that attacks, there is no hope. He that solicits prayers, there is hope. And we need to encourage them. Are you still with me, people? Do you know that there are, even if a person backslides, deacons would know, most of backsliders when they have left, they normally phone us and check on us. You know why they are checking on us? They just want to make sure that when the time comes for them to go black, there is a place to go back to. Do you know that there are some people in your family that do not believe the message, but they don't want you to leave the message? I was, I was laughing with my wife. We were talking about my, young, uh, my, my brother-in-law. Then I said, hey, when do we need to stage? Uh, we need to stage uh, or pull a stand on him and call him and say, brother, we have been in the message for so long we have decided to leave the message. Uh, what is your advice? We know what his answer is going to be. He's going to say, no, 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 you can't leave the message. <laughs> then when he says, no, you can't leave the message, we say, why do you want us to leave when you don't want us to come? <laughs> then right there we will say, we need to baptize you. <laughs> Our family members may not believe this message but they know that we are holding on to something of substance. They can see it in our dressing. They can see us. Even our marriages are different. And they know that if they keep on looking at us, they are inspiring us. or We are inspiring them. That is why, that is why, when you leave the message, you do not fail yourself as an individual. You do not only fail your family. There's a host of people that you are failing. Somebody were looking for you and say, at the right time, I want to be like this man. 
at the right time, I want to be like this woman. But later they hear that you have left, you look like them. It breaks their heart. I'm saying, let us be here to stay. Let us not go back, folks. And Satan will fight you tooth and nail. Because he knows that in your family, there is no one that has ever risen in the level at which you have risen. They are looking at you and say, goodness, this man, the way he is living. They are even keeping their, some of them are keeping their children and say, okay, us we have failed, but look at Aunt So-and-so. Aunt So-and-so, her things are right. You are an inspiration to a lot of people. Brother Brenham says, watch how you live. There is another eye that is watching you. Amen. You remember that man that came to church? When he says, Pastor, I want to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the pastor says, the goodness, who, did, who testified to you? He says, no one testified to me. Did, any, did you hear me preach? I did not hear you preach, Pastor. What convinced you? He said, I've got a man that I work with. I've watched his life year after year. His life was a testimony. I'm here because his life testified to me. I'm saying, let us be like that man. At the places of work, let the people watch us and say, I want to be like that man. I want to be like that woman. I want to be like that family. Especially in our time, family is important. A church that cannot master winning in the family space will not stand in the end time. Amen. Amen. Brother Brenham says, we want to break it down. What is this message of the hour? He says in the message, the token, paragraph 3-7. He's referring to God. He says he won't recognize nothing but that covenant of the Holy Spirit. He will not recognize nothing except that covenant of the Holy Spirit. And you cannot receive the covenant unless you are saved, sanctified, then baptized into the body. You might have an impersonation. You might feel good jump up and down and speak in tongues and dance in the spirit. That doesn't have one thing to do with it. Hear it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God doesn't recognize that. Heathens do that. Witches do that. You say, I'm a scholar. I do this, that, or the other. He doesn't care how much scholar you are. The devil is a scholar too. He only recognizes the token. That's the message of the hour. That's the message of this day. That's the message of this time. In the name of Jesus Christ, receive it. Do you hear him, folks? Only thing that he recognizes in the end time, it is the message of this day. The message of this day is the token. Do you allow me to say outside the realm 
of the message of the hour, there is no true baptism of the Holy Ghost. The only thing that unlocks the baptism of the Holy Ghost, it is the message of the hour. Yes, you can jump in the spirit. Yes, you can speak in tongues. Yes, you can be a scholar of the scripture. It means absolutely nothing. Till you receive the token of the day. Therefore, parents, let us not take this message for granted. This message in our family, it is the token. And if you apply the token, it means you say, as for me and my house, we will live for God. Folks, there comes a time where you need to to bring it closer home and say, as for me. You need to tell your children and say, children, even at the house, other families may go off the rails. But as for me, not as for me and my church, not as for me and my community, not as for me and my pastor, as for me and my house, we will live according to the commandments of the Lord. And we are looking for such a determination from men and women in the end time because it is becoming a household affair. I'm saying we can be many families in this assembly. Don't use another family as an example for your family. Use the word. Apply the token. In your family. Don't, you, don't use my house as your, your standard of your family. I'm saying that as a pastor. My family is not your standard. Hallelujah. I may be trying to fix a lot of things you are sitting there saying, only if my family can be like, no, sir. Let your family, you must say, as for me and my house, we will live according to the commandment of the law. The Bible says, for I know Abraham. I know Abraham. This is God saying, for I know Abraham, that he will command his household according to the statutes of the Lord. And God is looking for men in the end time that he can say, I know that man. He will teach his household according to the statutes of the Lord. You cannot. Folks, there's nothing as heartbreaking in the end time than to have a man that wears pants and a suit without being a man. Yes, there are men that wear suits, but they're not men. When a man fails to take his position in the family, it's heartbreaking to see the results of such negligence. When a man fails to take his position, the environment that he presides over becomes thorny. There's nothing as heartbreaking as being a wife to a man that fails to take his position. 
there's quite a lot to bear with. Because of migration, working system, being people being migrant workers in South Africa, what has killed this country? And what we will struggle with until we go home. South Africa is in a more in a in a terrible state because of the system, the migration working system, where man leaves his family and goes to work hundreds of thousands of kilometers away from the family. Whoever came up with that setup was a cruel man. And we are going to deal with that for many generations to come. Because when you take a father away from the children and is out there alone, we know with migrant working system, many of them never return back to their homes. Some only return to be buried by their wives. After they've gone years and years and they come back penniless just to be buried or they become sick for a couple of months and they get buried. Do you imagine the trauma that that man has inflicted on his children by just a man that disappears from a family is a terrible man. He's an embodiment of the devil. Imagine a girl that knows I've got a father somewhere, but my dad does not provide for us. My dad is gone. At that young age, He's got to be at mercy of predators because his father failed to take responsibility. No wonder Paul says, he that fails to provide for his family, he's worse than an infidel. He's not an infidel, he's worse than an infidel. I'm making a clarion call for men in the message. Let us raise the bar. Let us raise the bar that... People can say, goodness, only for our sons and our fathers can be like that. Those men will get somewhere. Can I get an amen on that? I had to to detour here a bit for some reason because you meet certain situations that are quite heartbreaking because of the negligence of some men. But God through Malachi 4, is breeding a new kind of men. Amen. The Josephs of the hour. Amen. God bless the Josephs of the hour. Amen. I think what brought me here is that the message, you must apply the token in your house. Amen. The token, Brother Brim continues, he says, in the very same message, Paragraph 40, I was on 37, now I jump on to 40. says, anyone knows anything about the Bible knew that the hallowed 
was predestinated, referring to Rahab. Everybody that knows something about the Bible knows that Rahab the harlot was predestinated. Sure she was. The Bible says she perished not with them who believed not. That's right. But she believed the message of the hour. And God gave her a sign by his messengers and said, take a scarlet red streak and tie it. And remember, if you don't tie that streak there and leave it there, what you have escaped by, we are not responsible for our oath. And said, if you are out from under it, we are not responsible. Oh my, Rahab, every predestinated seat in here, you get out there. Go to hunting them. Get your daddy, your mother, for we have just come under that atonement. Down in Egypt and everything we didn't have, we didn't have under that token. Perish. Rahab, I'm giving you a sign. It's a token. And I say in the name of the Lord, is the same. I'm acquainted with the messenger. I'm acquainted with the angel of wrath, Joshua, God's destroying messenger. I'm acquainted with him, acquainted with him, and we know that there has to be a token sign. You hang there. I will assure you, I take an oath. Are we together? That means that's when Rahab brought everybody under that token. Brother Bram says she had to believe the message of her hour. The message of her hour, it was the token that saved her and all those that were predestinated. Brother Bram says it is the same as well in the end time. Are we together? Brother Branham says in the message, what shall I do with Jesus? Paragraph 177, it says, now that's a good place to see it, where two ways meet, yours and God's. Your idea and his, that's a good time to sit down and think it over. Your own thoughts about him, what his word says he is, what you think he is, what the word says he is, what the message of the hour is to your thinking, and what the message of the hour is to his way. That's the difference. Sit there and think it over a little. There's a way that you think the message of the hour is, and there is the way that the word says it is. Brother Ramon say a good idea is for you to meet it there, and you surrender your thoughts. Are we together? He continues in the message, identified of Christ of all ages. He says, paragraph 77, remember, God changes his form. And emophy in Greek means he puts on a different mask, like in Carmen or something or Shakespeare's plays. He's like an actor. He changes his form. All what those prophets were, that was God in those prophets. Jesus said so. You call them gods who the word of God came to. And here I am, the son of God. How do you condemn me? Oh my. The same thing is today is God's God manifested in flesh the message of the hour, the light of the day. The message of the hour is God manifested in flesh. And God manifested in flesh, he is the light of the day. Are you still with me, people? I hope we are together. Amen. 
my time is fast spent. Just gonna sum up somewhere here. Now, when Brother Brenham came, this is in closing. When Brother Brenham came, he found chaos. And Brother Brenham says, people were in a mess because of a mess of theology. And it says, when he preached marriage and divorce, he said something striking. He said, I've got friends that have been married to two, three times, four times. He says, my own son, Billy Paul, made a vow with a girl. Although there was no ceremony held, although there was no preacher that officiated that marriage, but when he made that vow, he was as good as married. Are you here? This is not a season young girl to receive will you marry me, yes, me on WhatsApp. It's a serious business. Uh, You know what I'm talking about. This is not a social media activity. It's a divine order. Brother Brenham, they kept on asking him questions. And he kept on, if you you hear the build-up towards marriage and divorce, he keeps on saying, especially in COD, hold on. Just, just be the way you are. I don't have anything from the Lord. He says, every time you ask that question, it rips me apart. Because I've got men who are my friends that are entangled in that thing. My own son is entangled in this thing. I, I don't know what to say. Until Brother Brenham went to meet with the angel of the Lord, if you remember, there was a a cloud that came and hovered over a mountain. And the school teacher, the school released the students early because it was a phenomenal cloud. And Brother Brenham was there. God was speaking to the prophet and saying, this is how you need to resolve the issue of marriage and divorce. Now, when he came to the church, he said, paragraph 312, marriage and divorce, he says, it wasn't so from the beginning. But Moses was permit, was, has permitted it, and God recognized it righteousness. And Paul also had a right when he found his church in that condition Now you believe this to be true, believe it to come from God, and by the vindication of his cloud and his message that's brought me this far. Should not God upon the mountain permit me to do the same thing, to suffer you to go on the way you are and do it no more? Are you with me, people? 
Then it says, go with your wives and live in peace. For the hour is late. Because this one was married three times. This one was married two times. They hear the message. They love the message. Because when, you, when the message really connects with your heart, you want to fix your life. You, you go through your life, you go through the mistakes that you committed, you want to fix a lot of things. You, sometimes you can go as far back as 15 years ago and you just want to check, did I do that thing right? Now some of them were wondering, he's married to this woman, but he has left another woman 15 years ago. Now he's wondering, what am I going to do? Do I remain with this one or do I go back to that one? They are writing to Brother Brennan. What must we do? Brother Brennan say, I don't have an answer. Stay as you are. I'm waiting upon the Lord. Now when God comes, he says, under modern conditions, tell them to go and sin no more. Let them live the way they are. I'll read. Go with your wives and live in peace for the hour is late. The coming of the Lord is at hand. We haven't got time to break these things up. Don't you dare try to do it again. Don't you dare try to do it again. If God forgives you now, don't you dare try to do it again. I'm speaking to my congregation and this morning I say, Brother Branham, we are your congregation. Coming of the Lord is at hand. We haven't got time to break these things. I'm speaking to my congregation. And if you are married, God bore me witness of that on the mountain that I could say this. A supernatural revelation because of the opening of the seven seals. This is a question in God's way. Let them go on in as they are and sin no more. He simply say, don't go back to your first wife. Remain with the one that you are with and move forward. It wasn't so from the beginning. That was right. It wasn't so. It will not be at the end. But under modern conditions, as God's servants, I won't call myself his prophet, but I believe maybe if I would be sent for that, I'm laying a ground for him when he does come. We say, brother, you were the one. So under the modern conditions, I command you to go to your home with your wife now. If you are happy with it, live with it. Raise your children in the admonition of God. God, but God be merciful to you if you ever do it again. You teach your children to never do a thing like that. Bring them up in the admonition of the Lord. We have a responsibility to teach our children never to do the mistakes that you parents have done. Folks, don't ever, ever be caught up in a case of marriage and divorce. It is are not easy to unentangle yourself from that mess. The Bible says rejoice with the wife of your, the fountain of your youth. Are you with me? And Brother Mann says we need to teach our children. Our children, we see them these days. They don't want to last in the marriage. We say, Lily, 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 this month. Even before you pay off, how many, how many years does it take to pay off a TV or a sound system that you take from Markels? 48 months. Is it 48 months? 
I don't say you buy on credit. I'm, I'm, you are a cash man. I wait to get 24 months. Even before you, a person finishes the installment of whatever the furniture that they took from a furniture shop, the marriage is already collapsed. Why? Sometimes it is lack of wisdom. Brother Branham says, another brother comes to Brother Branham and says, my wife does not believe. I've told her this and that. I've told her this. And she's as stubborn as she can be. What must I do, Brother Branham? Brother Branham says, you're going about it the wrong way. He says, just be as sweet as you can be. And later the young man comes to Brother Branham and says, it has worked. Now my wife is a believer. You cannot goliath your wife into the message. It does not work like that. You have to be patient. You have not married an angel. You have married a human being. Are you here together, brothers? Because a lot of times, since we have heard that we are the head, we really, really take it to heart and really cause a maximum damage. Be as sweet as you can be. Brother Billy Paul shouts at Brother Joseph when he was still, he was still young. Brother Bram said, don't you ever, ever do it like that. You have offended the angel of Brother Joseph. If Brother Bram can observe it like that, how much more in marriages? Are you with me, people? And, as I've said, and so shall I say again, if you ever leave your wife, leave the message, and go and leave your wife, and marry another one, forget the address of Lighthouse. (laughs) Just delete my number, delete the address, Never come back ever again. I'm not saying when you do not know the truth. You see, when you, you don't know the truth, you left your wife, married another one, they, it's a different case. But while we're preaching like this, and you walk out on that, and you go and marry another one, and later you phone me and say, Pastor, I've got another one, it will not work. Uh, I hope we understand here. You know why? If you receive one rotten potato, it will spoil the whole pack. Folks, brother, maybe we need to read this. Before we go, we must read this. I mean, I've known that this is system sub, system sub, all the I'm going to say system sub to another new face. No, 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 no. How? It will never happen. Sorry, I'm trying to use you, but it will never happen. No, 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 no. And we will definitely have an attitude towards him because we know the real one. I will be very impatient with him. With him. Amen. The only time that I will ever remarry a brother in this church is when I've stood 
And I saw the casket of his wife going down. If I've never officiated your wife's funeral, I will never officiate your wedding, your marriage. I'll start at the funeral. Amen. Somebody say, Pastor, are you not afraid that you will not have a share? We will have quality. We are looking for quality. Eh? Amen. Amen. This thing, sometimes it breaks my heart. I'll read the scripture. I'm coming to the scripture. We are, we are somewhere. A young man has got a, an issue of marriage. We are sitting as pastors there. I was invited. We are advising the young man with the challenges that is going through his marriage. We've got an, an old so-called pastor, so-called pastor. While we are trying to help, he looks into the ceiling as if he's in deep thought. Then he says, you know, there's a brother that we once had in our church. This brother had a problem with his wife and separated with the wife. But after some time, we allowed him to remarry. I said, we are advising this young man. Already, this old man, but needless to say that it was later found that he was living in sin. Because a lot of times, the reason people twist the message is because of their unclean living. Oh, I will preach myself. Let's, let's read this. Hebrews 6, verse 1. Bring it up. Hebrews 6, verse 1. Thereafter we are going to close. Hebrews 6, verse 1. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ... Let us go on unto perfection. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. And of faith towards God. Of the doctrine of baptisms. And of laying on of hands. And of the resurrection of the dead. And of eternal judgment. This will we do if God permit. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost. And have tasted the good word of, of God. And the powers of the world to come. If they shall fall away. 
to renew them again unto repentance. Seeing they crucified to themselves with the Son of God afresh. And put him to an open shame. Amen. I will not go on. Brother Brenham read this scripture when he preached the message, the unpardonable sin. When you know the truth and you reject the truth and do something that is contrary to the truth, you crucify Christ again. And Brother Brenham comes he brings the message, I indict this generation for the second crucifixion of Christ. Don't crucify Christ again. You know the truth, live according to the truth, and the truth will set you free. Amen. God bless you richly as we stand up. Amen. As we stand up, and Brother Brenham says, if you are on the Christian journey and your wife decides that this message is not for me, Brother Bram says, you continue alone and live a clean life. Well, God is working for the situation. Are we together? Amen. But uh, remarrying on unscriptural, unscriptural ground in this church, it is not allowed. The day I ever do it, you must know that I've backslidden. It will be a sign. Amen. Let's sing a worshiping song. Let the church sing. the building. We say amen to Malachi 4.
can rearrange it. Rearrange it. God has said it. Deliver it the way it is. You can't change it. Let the church say amen. But there was no grace. 
What made him accept the substitute, it was mercy. He felt for them. Mercy is when somebody feels for you. But he could not change their nature. They had to do it every year because the, the desire for sin always was in them. But the grace is mercy on a higher level. Is when he changes you and deems it that it was never committed and justifies you. That is why he comes, he says, you are Mrs. Grace. Invisible union of the bride is a thanksgiving message. Brother, I want to thank him for this Mrs. Jesus Christ. Amen. Mercy wrote my life. Then we'll just wrap up in prayer. Brother Philip Mafakaza can come and pray for us.
our dear Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for this precious afternoon, Lord. Yes. You allow us, Heavenly Father, to come into your house, Lord Jesus, to hear, Heavenly Father, this divine diet, Lord Jesus Christ. We just want to thank you, Heavenly Father, that through Lord Jesus Christ, we are away from you, O oh God. Mm. But through your mercy and your grace, Lord Jesus Christ, you made us, Heavenly Father, to be sons and daughters of God, Heavenly Father. Mm. You told us if in our sins are already scarlet, you turn them white now, Lord. Yes. It's through your mercy, Lord Jesus Christ, and your mm. grace, Heavenly Father. We just want to say thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for your amazing grace, Lord, because we're hopeless, Heavenly Father. We're on our way to hell, we're on our way to perish, Heavenly Father. But through your grace, Lord thank Jesus you, Christ, Father. you pull us, Heavenly Father, from that deep, mere clay, Holy Spirit. We just want to say thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, this mm. precious afternoon, Lord. Above all, Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you, Heavenly Father, for your servant, Lord, that have mightily used, Heavenly Father, mm. to bring this message unto us, Heavenly Lord. We thank you for the message of the hour, Heavenly Father. Yes. That is the universal program of this day, Lord Jesus mm. Christ. We know, Heavenly Father, that this message, Lord, we're supposed to perish in the denominations, Heavenly Father. Yes. But just like a mother ego, Lord, you found us, Lord Jesus Christ, and we responded to your call, Heavenly Father. We just want to say thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. While we were reading the book of Revelation chapter 6, oh Father, we're just seeing horses there, Almighty God, Heavenly Father, not knowing, Master, there's something greater than that, Lord. But the prophet messenger came, Lord, yes. and brought the revelation, Heavenly thank Father. You, we thank you for the opening of the seven church ages. Yes. We thank you for the opening, Lord, of the seven, heavenly, of the serpent seed, Lord Jesus. Yes. The opening of the marriage and divorce, Hallelujah. Lord, and the rapture, oh Father. Now today we know, Lord Jesus Christ, mm. we are not foolish visions, no, but we are wise visions, Lord, mm. because we receive this token of the message of the hour, Heavenly yes. Father. For that is the evidence of the Holy Ghost. When we receive, Lord Jesus Christ, Heavenly Father, the message of our day, O oh God, we just want to say thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. Help us, Heavenly Father, to live according, Lord. Bless your people, bless your children, Lord, and touch everybody, O oh Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen, amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. And Africa has been saved. Amen. The Holy Spirit has come down and Africa has been saved. Brother Brenham says, I believe that the last ship before the rapture will come from the continent of Africa. It's a quotation. It's a quotation. Go and read it. I think it is in the message, Ashamed of Him. Africa report. When check it there, he says, I believe the last ship will come from Africa. Amen.
makes us be very emotional. Africa is known as a dark continent, ravaged by wars, diseases, poverty, instability, and I don't believe it is a dark continent anymore because I see lights on the continent, believers around the continent. Any other revival that started elsewhere by the time it came to the African continent, it was already denominated. First time in history, we had a prophet that said, I want to take this message personally to Africa. Brother Brenner had more success in this country in Devon than any other country in the world. Oh yes, you can clap yourself. Thank you. So we are not a hopeless continent. This message is, is our revival as well. And we thank God for this message. It's fixing things that have gone haywire for centuries. Amen. I don't know. Let's just sing a hymn. I mean a hymn mood. In the cross, in the cross. Thereafter you'll give us another song. We are dismissed till we see you on Wednesday. Have a blessed week. Continue to pray for one another. Times are tougher. Amen. Glory ever. Sing to the Lord. Be my glory. Till my raptured soul shall I find. the cross their precious fountain free to all the healing stream from Calvary's mountain
all over the building. Join us in singing this song. Congregation, 
every voice. down the stream of time. We have not long to stay. The stormy clouds of darkness will turn to brightest day. Then let us all take courage. Let us all take courage for we are not left alone. The live boat soon is coming Together, the jewels home. And I'm not ashamed to say I'm part of the jewels. Are you part of the jewels this morning? A jewel is a precious mineral. And now is the gathering of the minerals under the revelation of the seals for a final gathering before the home-going time. Amen. Who has... We are floating down the stream of time. We have no long to stay. 
to get on board that I removed it there. Amen. It's time to get on board. While she's passing by. And if you stand and wait too long, you shall forever die. The fare is paid for. And all in the captain bids you come, get on the lifeboat. 
she will carry you safely. What is the lifeboat? The message of the hour. It is the lifeboat. Get on board the fair has been paid for. Hallelujah. The captain of the ship is the Lord Jesus Christ. Have a blessed week. Amen. Any song that you dismiss them with, it has been a blessed time. That's right. Amen.